1029 The Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. We get set to say goodbye to the month of February, if you can believe that. It is a jam-packed edition of In the Red Zone. We are live at Sports Page Grill, Ashland, right in the center of the universe on this Monday evening as the sun has just set to say goodnight on what's been a really nice day considering uh, the days we've had the last 180 or so. Uh, we saw no precipitation. So, uh, you know what? Sun, even with the wind uh, being a bit nippy, we'll take it. We <laughs> It sure beats getting pounded on with rain. That is for sure. Hi, friends. Rob with them. Happy to be with you. And we've got so much information to impart coming up in the hour. Uh, so strap in and hang on tight and get set to just uh, inhale as much information as you possibly can because we're in that time of year where some seasons are closing and some seasons are getting going and our two guests tonight reflect that in that uh, we've got two guests who are going to be talking about seasons that are just underway or just ready to get started. Uh, but a lot of the information we have to impart is coming up about tournaments, specifically basketball. We're going to start in the ODAC, where champions were crowned in Salem on Sunday in both the men's and women's basketball championships. For the women, we talked about last week how we thought the tournament schedule and, and, and the tournament field was completely wide open, that there was no dominant number one after watching the first seed Guilford, uh, the eye test just didn't pass with me, even though they beat Randolph-Macon on senior day a Saturday and a half ago. I just thought, you know, somebody could come up out of nowhere and win the tournament. And lo and behold, did somebody come out of nowhere? Number eight, Shenandoah. Not only the first number eight seed in women's basketball championship history to win a quarterfinal. They became the first eight to ever beat a one when they eliminated Guilford in the quarters on Friday. Then they turn around Saturday and they bring Randolph-Macon season to an end. Yellow Jackets finish 18-9. and nine. They had a great quarterfinal overtime victory over Virginia Wesleyan, but again, cold shooting from the field doomed the Yellow Jackets, and Shenandoah moved on to the championship, and they beat Washington and Lee and became the first number eight seed not only to beat a one in the quarterfinals but to completely run the table and win the championship so congratulations to the Hornets Yellow Jackets season ends with a record of 18 and 9 and obviously for fans it's a whole lot of what ifs beginning with what if Kelly Williams did not get injured during that game in Las Vegas. What if she played the entire season? It seems to me it would have been a season to where the Yellow Jackets could have dominated the ODAC if they had all stayed healthy and there were were some other health issues that affected them down the stretch as well. But if you've got Kelly healthy for the full season with the with the uh, the rest of the team there, and it could have been a very special campaign. But you know that's not the way it happened. Now Kelly focusing on her post surgery rehab from her torn ACL. Things are looking good. Hoping to have her back for her senior season, and that's where all the focus is now for Coach Carol LaHaye and company. Coach LaHaye ends this year with 18 and nine. She came in at 610. She now now has 628 career victories. For the men, they get wins in the quarters and the semis. They route Randolph in the quarterfinal. 
They get to Sunday's championship against the only ODAC team to beat them during the regular season, and that would be the Quakers of Guilford, the number two seed. And then injuries affect the Yellow Jacket men as well, and they fall to Guilford 70-59 in the championship yesterday. So the Quakers, the two seed, win their fourth ODAC championship. They get the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament. But with Randolph-Macon sitting at 25-3 and overall, they were fifth-ranked in the nation. They were number one in the last NCAA South region poll that came out a week ago I felt pretty confident that even with the loss on Sunday they would be hosting the first two rounds of the NCAA championship and the tournament field was announced earlier this afternoon and it was confirmed Randolph Macon will be hosting one of 16 uh, teams to host 14 pods in the sectionals Friday and Saturday across the country. 64 teams make the Division Three field, so 16 of them get to host, and Randolph-Macon is honored to be one of them. So let's go over the schedule now as to what will happen Friday and Saturday at Crenshaw Gymnasium. The first game will be at 5.30. It will pit DeSales out of Pennsylvania versus York, Pennsylvania. Now, York is in the Capital Athletic Conference. They were runners-up to Christopher Newport, who won the CAC, and they, too, are hosting a first and second round tournament pod on Friday and Saturday. So that game will tip at 5.30 at Crenshaw Gymnasium, and then Randolph-Macon will take the floor at 7.30, where they will play Morrisville State. Morrisville State is 23-4. and They won the Northeastern Athletic Conference Championship. And if you go to HanoverCountySports.net right now, you can click on a profile of their win in their championship game over the weekend. That game will be at 7.30. The two first-round winners on Friday advance to Saturday's second round, and that game will be held at Crenshaw at 7 p.m. Ticket information will be announced soon, and as soon as it is available, we will put it up both at HanoverCountySports.net and also on our Twitter and Facebook pages at Hanover Sports on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Hanover Sports. Now, the big question for Josh Merkel and his crew will be how healthy will they be when Friday night comes and it's time to tip with Morrisville State. It's as simple as that. If they can have as many hands on deck as available, that obviously would be a huge help. Now, should they survive to the first round on Friday night and then the second round on Saturday night? What happens after that? We don't know. NCAA tournament will then regroup, and then they'll make their call in terms of uh, how the tournament's going to be in the rounds of 16 and 8 the following weekend. As you'll remember, four years ago when Randolph-Macon had that 25-game winning streak, they did host the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 is what a lot of us uh, use that vernacular because we're just used to it. But officially at the Division Three level, they called them the round of 16 and the round of 8 because of copyright issues. Uh, but first things first, Randolph-Macon has to deal with more. Morrisville State out of New York, and that will be on Friday night, 7.30, first round of the NCAA Division Three Championship. So that is what's going on in terms of college basketball in the area. High school basketball, and we'll get into more of it later in the hour, but the headlines of the hour are in Region 5B, Verina survives round three with L.C. Bird, picks up the tournament championship, which means the Blue Devils will host a Class 5 state quarterfinal Friday night at Glen Allen High School. So will the Highland Springs girls, who win the Region 5B girls crown in comeback fashion over L.C. Bird. So the Skyhawks, both the boys and the girls, will travel down to the center 
7-5-7 on Friday to take on the Region A champions in Class 5. Hanover County's um, basketball season high school-wise has come to a close after the Hanover Hawks were the last team to be uh, surviving, so to speak, after an upset win at Dinwiddie in Region 4B quarterfinal action Thursday night. They had to turn around, get on the bus, and go up to Louisa Friday night where it was a big start for Louisa. Hanover came back in the second half, tried to make a game out of it, but could not get under double digits. They fall 92-79 to finish their year at 13-12. and The shocking news of the weekend, of course, was number one Patrick Henry girls basketball losing in their opener to number nine Huguenot. 42-39 was the final in that one, and the Patriots' season came to a very disappointing and screeching halt with a record of 19-4. and They'll have to replace Jabriah Haberkamp. She's on her way to Roanoke College. She uh, graduates this year, but the bulk of the rest of the team comes back with a lot of promising players in that mix, and they certainly will come back with a vengeance in 2019-20 to try to make up for the bitter ending uh, and the early playoff exit. All right, more on that coming up, plus huge high school football news we got to get to in this hour. But when we come back, our first guest tonight, we're going to talk tennis with Charles Gray, director of tennis at Randolph-Macon College. That's after this time out live from Sports Page Grill on 1029 The Mater. And I want to say hi to our fans listening on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. Back right after this, you're on In the Red Zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massywood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massywood and West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Page Grill in Ashland. It's a Monday night. You are in the red zone. 1029 The Mater. Fans listening live at the link at HanoverCountySports.net. And again, those of you uh, listening on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. A very pleasant good evening to you. Thanks for being with us. He is in his 11th campaign as part of the tennis program at Randolph-Macon. Officially, he is known as the director of tennis. Uh, he's got a 
beautiful facility to work with, the Banks Tennis Center. Uh, and and I, rumor has told me that he kind of likes Mater music, too. But we're going to try to stick to the topic conversation of, of, of uh, tennis here tonight as Coach Charles Gray is in the red zone with us here tonight at Sports Page. Coach, great to have you with us. How are you? Rob, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. It's the first uh, few days of uh, no rain that we've had, so I'm excited, <laughs> as I'm sure a lot of our audience is as well. Uh, the rain has really slowed us down a little bit. We were uh, supposed to have played St. Mary's on uh, Sunday, and that's already been postponed. So hopefully uh, that won't be the first of many, and we'll get our season up and running. Uh, but we've had our first uh, two weeks of practice. It's been really good, so we're excited about the upcoming season. So, But before, uh, yeah, we, go, go before we start, yeah. um, if I may be as bold to say, I just wanted to say it's, it's an honor to finally be uh, interviewed by you. I've been uh, listening to your station now for over a year. Awesome. And our SID, um, Phil Stanton, had told me your affiliation with it, and I just found out about it. And uh, it's a funny story because we live, my wife and I, my family live out in the West End, and so I, I travel to and from work quite a bit, but I've never been a very big uh, listener on the radio. And, and one day I just happened to turn the radio on my truck, and it was on your station, and I'm I'm sold. It's the best station I've ever heard. It's fantastic. You guys cover a range of songs that I, I can't even believe. And so I just wanted to say, you know, appreciate what you guys are doing. So it's great to be here. It is our pleasure to have you. And Calvin, you can take all the credit back there at the station, our producer this evening. You do it all. Isn't that right, Calvin? <laughs> That's right. Says, yes, indeed. Absolutely. Oh, well, Coach, yeah, this has been kind of a process in terms of the tennis program at Randolph-Macon. You've seen a lot of changes over the years. Absolutely. And, and kind of take me through, you know, where you found it and where you are today. Yeah, it's been a, it's it's been quite a process. A good friend of mine, Wayne Vaughn, was the head coach, and I was uh, a club pro here in the Rich Mary, and he approached me with helping him out and. Uh, when we, when we first had the facility, um, before we had the bank center in 2012, the previous facility we had was was uh, in some need of some repairs, and so the bank's facility has just put us in a whole different situation. I mm -hmm. mean, it's it's probably one of the nicest in the Mid-Atlantic, and that's going to include uh, Division One as well. So it, it's been wonderful to have, um, and it and it the, the program has, I think, grown just along with the facility as well so um you know i've gone from a part-time helping out on on days that i could when i wasn't uh my full-time position to now i'm full-time here so it's, it's been wonderful and, and the uh administration jeff burns has been fantastic bill franz i mean president langer i can't uh, speak enough about the work they've done behind the scenes and i know that uh it's it's just a great school to work at, and I'm really happy to be here. You've got to have people that are high class and first class in those positions. <laughs> Otherwise, the programs don't get built. No, absolutely. And I, I think especially with tennis, I think a lot of times we're – we can be viewed as a stepchild in some degree, and, and here at Randolph-Macon, we're not. It, it's you know we've got uh, quite a few other sports teams, and, and I think we're right up there with them in terms of how we're viewed 
and how we're funded. So it's, it's, it's great. And, and I can't ask for anything more than what they've given us here at Randolph-Macon. And, and as you indicated, the bank's tennis facility is, is top-notch. And, and that's, uh, you know, it, it gives us an avenue that I think a lot of facilities, a lot of schools haven't had. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. So break it down for me in terms of your responsibility, the official title director of tennis. I, I know you have to oversee a whole lot, but, you know, a lot of coaches have to oversee a whole lot in terms of their particular program, especially at the Division Three level uh, what when do you get to do the nitty-gritty getting down and, and the the coaching and and being there on the sidelines when the when the action is yeah i would say that the spring especially is going to be when the nitty-gritty the day-to-day uh grind as i tell the kids our players because you know that's when we're doing the matches and uh, and obviously our practices so and then on top of that obviously they're students first so they've right. got to make sure that they're staying in class and you know, I mean, you only have three unexcused absences, and unlike some other sports, you know, we're we're playing weekday as well as weekends, so that can be very, very challenging on the student athlete, especially Division three level. So, um, but yeah, this this is the time of year that I really, really enjoy um, because I can focus first and foremost on our players and, and doing the best that we possibly can on the court. So. Um, this is the time of year that I really look forward to, and hopefully, if the weather continues, that that will uh, will actually be able to have a full week of practice and get some matches in. Hallelujah! That yeah, would be that, awesome. That, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but the, and, and the other thing too, along with what uh, we were both referenced as far as the facility is concerned, we also have quite a few uh, tournaments and a lot of uh, USCA, which is the United States Tennis Association um, teams that play at the uh, bank's tennis facility and which is wonderful because i think you know the, the opportunity to to have the community involved and, and and we probably i would say that you know in terms of uh spectators for our matches we probably have about as big a crowd if not more than most of the other odac schools so that's really refreshing that mm-hmm. you can, we can have those players locally you know more so the adults as well as the juniors though that come out and play their matches when we're not there and then when we're playing our matches they're out supporting us so that's that's really wonderful to see we, we've really really enjoyed that you look at the rosters both men and women you guys have done a good job in terms of being able to recruit locally as well as regionally what's kind of the scene as you see it right now in terms of local tennis at the youth and the high school level um, it's, it's solid. I mean, I think the mid-Atlantic region is, is, is extremely strong as far as tournament play and, and uh, players that we're looking at as far as recruiting. Um, we, we have gone outside the mid-Atlantic. We've got, uh, uh one player on the men's, one player on the women's from Florida. And then we'll, but we're store, historically going to be Virginia, Maryland, and, uh, North Carolina. So, and we're, we're pretty broken up. In, in terms of uh, ages right now. So uh, we're only going to graduate uh, two seniors on the men's side and then two on the women's side. So we're looking pretty good for the next several years as long as uh, everybody stays healthy and does the things they need to do off the court as well. So so we're really excited. Um, overall, I mean, tennis numbers are not quite as popular. I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably date myself a little bit here. But, you know, growing up, I would say that the, the, the tennis was uh, probably in its heyday in the 70s and 80s and it's probably you know kind of still uh, feeling itself out a little bit now or trying to find its feet so to speak but uh, you know so that's cut down on some tournament players but like I said we're lucky to be in this range region where there's a ton of tournaments and a ton of players so it's it's been a good situation for us and not to get off the beaten path but I got to make mention you and I are contemporaries so yeah I mean uh, we'll 
When we were teenagers growing up, we were watching Borg and McEnroe and Connors and, and Lindell and Roscoe Tanner and on the women's side, obviously, right. Billie Jean King and Chris Everett, Martina Navratilova, I mean, it, Tracy Austin, Pam Shriver. It was just amazing. We didn't realize the golden age of tennis was Absolutely. in front of us on TV. Absolutely. You know? I remember, remember <laughs> those days. Well, yeah, it's, it's I think what's happened is, you know, I think for the most part, during that period that we we had a ton of of players here in the United States and now the sport is is probably you know stronger internationally than it is here in the states not to say that it's not still strong here but i think that perspective has kind of changed you know the the way that the sport is viewed sure. in in a good way i mean i think that that just across the board you know we've got the tennis channel has done a wonderful job of getting some people uh, some spotlight that they probably and they're, they're actually uh, this year actually um, having a lot of uh, college uh, matches on television, which is Good. which has never happened before. So I'm really excited about that. There's Excellent. a yeah, there's a big facility that opened up down in uh, Lake Nona down in Florida that uh, is is really done a phenomenal phenomenal job as far as USTA is concerned to to get a lot of the uh, campus uh, matches there. Um, school matches. That's that's been great because I think you know the, with anything, the more exposure you have, the better off you're going to be. So, um, but I think there's a ton of sports out there the kids are interested in. So it's kind of spread the wealth, so to so to speak. I think the person following me is big in lacrosse, so that'll be that's another one. <laughs> now that's something we saw very little of on television yes, when we were growing up. You're absolutely tr true, but that's it's that's changed considerably, and I just think that uh, today's youth has a lot more options which is good to say. Oh, I mean, no doubt. I think we want them to be involved in whatever sport they choose. I think that, uh, you know, we've, they've got a lot of options. Charles Gray, Director of Tennis, Randolph-Macon College, our guest here tonight in the Red Zone, live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. You stole a bit of my thunder a moment ago talking about the two seniors on both rosters. Take a minute and talk about the two seniors on the women's roster. They're going to end up leaving a pretty good mark on Randolph-Macon when they walk yeah, across. Absolutely. Both, both phenomenal. Uh, Gabby Teresingi and uh, Stephanie Yeager have just – I mean, excelled on the court and off the court. I think both of them's GPA is probably up over, if not right at a, a 4.0. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've they, and the accolades they've received uh, on the court as well. If, if, um, and, and Gabby serves as, as uh, our captain and served as our captain last year as well. So it, they are two uh, just phenomenal people. And then uh, this year, additionally, uh, Lane and Odd is another. She's she's a junior. Her brother is a freshman now on the men's tennis team, Ryan Odd. So uh, it's we've got a lot of players that have really stepped up in a leadership role. And, I, and both our rosters, um, for those that don't follow tennis, both our rosters are, are substantially bigger than a lot of the rosters that are are. And so that, that makes it a little more challenging to, to go, especially since tennis a lot of times is perceived as much more of an individual sport than it is a team sport. Right. So. And Gabby and Landon have just done a, a fantastic job in, in terms of, you know, like I say, I mean, the biggest thing that, that uh, they've done is, is try to create a, a family environment for a lot of people, which is, which is tough to do. Uh, but they've done a great job. And, and like I said, uh, Stephanie's done a, a great job as well, too. So um, I'm lucky in that respect is, is you know, it's, we, we always talk about character, and, and uh, those three have a lot of character, so it's great to have them on our team. And for those who aren't familiar with the format of a typical match for you guys, it's six singles matches, three doubles matches, correct? correct? For a total of nine points, 
Um, there's going to there's probably in the next couple years it's going to be a trickle down where the doubles point may instead of being three points may go to one point um, just to make because the time the time of our matches you know depending on who we're playing and and how close the two teams are you know can be upwards of four hours and right. so you know again when you're traveling and, and you've got student athletes you know first and foremost is what they're doing in the classroom and so you just don't want to be on the court for that long and then still having to turn around and get back and, and study that that evening but yeah so we're to- playing for a total of nine points of first fun- one to five wins and we'll play the doubles first and then but but uh, we're lucky uh, with the Banks Tennis Facility because we can run both matches simultaneously and a lot of the facilities that, that uh, or schools that we play against will only have six, possibly eight courts, and we have ten. So that gives us a lot of leeway, you know, in terms of playing the matches, like I said, simultaneously instead of having to wait for courts to open up. The, the players can go right onto an open court, which is which is wonderful, speeds things up a little bit. And like I said, it, it's especially with the length and, and uh, the parity of some of the teams that we're playing because the ODA really is uh, the men's the men's has always been very very deep but I would say in the last three to four years the women's side has gotten substantially deeper than ever before I mean you're looking at probably five or six maybe even seven teams on the top end and the same thing on the guys that are they're fighting for you know just one spot so it's, it's great to see and, and instead of having to you know play a match and then not having to worry about who you're playing with next week or who you're playing against next week you're, you're challenged each and every week which is good you know that's what you want so the parity like i said in the odac has been uh phenomenal it's it's, it's great to see well for or that in that in the sense of that so you kind of stole my thunder again because i was going to ask you to lay the, oh we're on the same page. yes we are no right. kind of lay the landscape of the odac first on the men's and then the women's side i mean who are you looking at and going okay if we want to win the championship this year we got to find a way to beat x that's a great question and i would say that that on both sides that washington and lee is is kind of the benchmark for who everybody's is uh, fighting against and we finished on the women's side we finished second at washington lee three years in a row mm. and and uh didn't make it to the final against them last year, but uh, the two previous years we'd lost him in the final. So that, that's really a wonderful opportunity for, for our program to put themselves up because I would say that, that Washington Lee, they're down just a little bit this year. I think they're probably maybe top 20, but historically since I've been there, they've been top 10 in the country on the women's side. The men's side's probably top 25 to 30 and they're probably going to finish in about that range. But on the men's side, they're they're maybe not quite as strong as the women's program is for Washington League, but both of them are, are pretty much the perennial powerhouse in, in the ODEC as far as tennis is concerned. Well, and, as if they need any type of motivation for Gabby and Stephanie specifically, how, what better way to go out as seniors is to finally topple the mountain and beat the general. That's when it matters most. That's that's so funny you mentioned it. Uh, I was uh, talking to Gab- Gabby and Landon right before practice started, and we were just talking about you know some of the matches, and, and uh, that was the first thing that came out of Gabby's mouth was I'm ready for, for ready for Washington <laughs> Lee, which you can't, I mean you can't ask for anything more than that. So, and then I think you asked on the men's side. I didn't yeah. want to overlook that. On the men's side, we've got uh, two graduating seniors, uh, Shane Berry, who transferred from Longwood after his freshman year and has been been fantastic, and then. Uh, our captain on the the men's side, and just into uh, Grant Sarver is uh, Jacob Haynes, mm-hmm. who who's done just a, a phenomenal job. He's he secured the number one spot for the last couple of years, and and just is the quintessential grinder. He's he's not a 
a big player as far as his physique is concerned, but he battles each and every every match, as, as does uh, Shane. So the, those are two really good leaders that we have on that side as well. So it's, it's great. It's a pleasure to be able to coach both of them, and we're going to definitely miss them. Hope that uh, this year uh, they finish strong. That that's uh, that's definitely our our our, uh, our goal on that side is to finish a little bit higher than we have the last couple of years. There you go. Well, before I let you go, two quick things. Number one, uh, let's say Mother Nature's kind to us, and we get to the weekend and all is well. Tell us about the schedule to get things started. Uh, we've got on the women's side, we've got Meredith uh, College from coming up from North Carolina on Saturday at one o'clock. And then on Sunday at 1, we have Emory Henry, which is supposed to be our first ODAC match, and that's okay. going to be the men and the women. Merrith has is, is, is been a good uh, – we played them several years now, kind of a home-and-away situation for us, and, and uh, they're all-female college, so it's a good situation for us to, to get down there and play, play, play some strong competition prior to our uh, season starting and as far as in con- the conference is concerned. And on the guy's side, um, you know, for Sunday, I think it would be a good situation just to kind of see where we are in the ODAC. But Emory Henry is historically, you know, played is pretty tough. So we're, we're really excited. And, and as you indicated, I hope the weather allows us to, <laughs> to start that way and we can get two matches in and get our season up and uh, rolling. There you go. Now, okay, I have to do this. Bring it, it on. It's the it's the Charles Gray celebration. Okay. Randolph Macon wins both the ODAC championships, and okay. we're gonna have a we're gonna have a concert, and Coach is gonna be the host, and you get to pick the three acts of any rock era that you want to come and perform at that championship celebration. Who does Coach Gray select? Oh, you put me on the spot for the last one. <laughs> Well, um, I'm a huge fan. I like Springsteen, which you guys play quite a bit. And I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path. It doesn't get as much coverage on y'all station. I love Van Morrison. Oh, okay. Um, although I think he kind of likes a smaller uh, stage than Springsteen does. <laughs> but uh, And then I think the last one would be the babies. I would go back to oh. John Wade. I'd go back. Oh. He is one of my favorites of all time. I know a lot of people listening aren't going to even know who it is, but you guys play him quite a bit, and I, I love his voice, and he's still good today. So Mm-mm. so how can I end this? i got to do this. Isn't it time for an ODAC championship? Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody's going to get that one, but I did. You and I do. Yeah, that's, that's, all the, yeah. that's all that matters. That's awesome. Charles Gray, director of tennis at Randolph-Macon College. It's been a pleasure. We will make sure this is not the only time you're with us here in the Red Zone. It's been my pleasure. Go Jackets. You got that right. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you for Tom. All right. As we have been talking, I've seen the stream of lacrosse players moving into the Sports Page Grill. That must mean our next guest is Anna Marie Mason of Patrick Henry Girls Lacrosse. Our conversation is next after this timeout. We are live at Sports Page Grill Ashland on this Monday night, and you are in the Red Zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Massey Wood and West Incorporated has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923. 
Offering the finest in home heating fuel oil and propane gas, Massey Wood & West is a premier dealer of Heil heating and cooling equipment with professional service and installation of gas or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by 100 years of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood & West gives you one-stop shopping for your standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and Heil equipment. Call today for your heating and cooling needs at 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Massey Wood & West, a premier Heil dealer. computer to work. Let me help you with that. How'd you do that? I just got techie with Geeks on site. Our geeks literally come on site. No need to stop what you're doing or block off time. We come to your home, office, or wherever you are. And we don't just fix whatever computer issues you might be having. We explain and teach you along the way so you can feel empowered and then help others at home or in your office. Better yet, don't have time for tech support to come to you? Let us remote into your desktop or laptop, and one of our geeks will instantly walk you through. We offer affordable prices on our remote services and IT support. You and those in your office will never have to wait hours to have your technical questions answered. Get your free computer diagnosis today with your very own geek. Get started now and we'll help you instantly. Call 877-801-0746. 877-801-0746. That's 877-801-0746. Well, if you've been listening to In the Red Zone the last few weeks, you know that we have been cramming in as many spring sports coaches as we possibly can because they're getting busy right now. Even with all of the trials and tribulations of the rain, seasons are getting ready to get started, and they'll go in earnest two weeks from today. March 11th is the first day that high school teams, spring sports teams, uh, can get their regular seasons going. Friday morning. March 15th is the one that is circled on the calendar for this young lady beside me. My next guest, Patrick Henry, girls head lacrosse coach Anna Marie Mason joins us here in the red zone. Coach, how are you? I'm incredible. It's been it's been an exciting year for me. Um, I had my second baby that was um, a little special, and we didn't know if I was going to be able to come back. But um, all is well, and he's home, and I get to continue the season to graduate my seniors. Uh, yes, you've got yourself a little fighter there. That's that's who you have. I do. I do. <laughs> and I, I believe that everything happens for a reason. That's why I'm able to come out here and fight for the season this year there you go now what brought you to patrick henry take me back to when you accepted the job to begin with what was the appeal what were you looking to do what were your goals take me back to day one so day one i'm a patrick henry graduate um, I played um, varsity for four years at Patrick Henry High School. Um, I started the field hockey and lacrosse program when it first started by Coach Gartori, however many years ago. Um, <laughs> they were looking for a coach. The first year I decided that I just wanted to be a volunteer coach. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know if I wanted to take time away from my kids because this was the first year without my um, being a stay-at-home mom. Sure. Um, but then I decided the next year that it was time for me to take on a program that had incredible players that needed more potential to be able to do better things mm -hmm. and so from there the last two years i've been able to take the program on that's awesome uh, i'm not going to put you on the spot and no. ask the old you know when did you graduate i will say that
that that I too am a graduate of Patrick yeah. Henry, and I can guarantee you I graduated before you did. So I'm a graduate <laughs> of 2009. Oh my when gosh! I graduated from Patrick Henry High School. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and date myself for the <laughs> love of God. Might as well. My son graduated from Hermitage in 2010. Right. My okay. daughter from Glen Allen in 2015. So they're not far behind not you. And you have a new grandbaby on the way. Yeah, and I've got a grandbaby and a second one coming in September. Yep, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. right. Yeah, I graduated from Patrick Henry in, in 1985. Okay, so there. <laughs> you said it. Now that we got that out of the yep. way. <laughs> what did you see in in that season where you were kind of volunteering? I know you were. I saw you because yeah. I covered the team all the time. You weren't on the periphery in any way, shape, or form. You were right in there, there with them. What was it that made you want to jump in with both feet? Um, the program. There's incredible lacrosse players on Patrick Henry's lacrosse team, and they, they just need the ability to know that they could win. And I think that's what was the most important thing when I decided to take over this program. Now, there was an, uh, an, an interesting situation that came up, a struggle. Could be adversity. Certainly was. Certainly was a teaching situation. When we're all looking at the situation with Savannah Wood which yes. has been almost two seasons ago. Right. And oh, uh, yeah. your team rallied around oh. that circumstance. And I'll never forget, one of the greatest nights I've ever covered high school sports in this county yes. was the night you went to Hanover. Yes. Uh, it was early in the season, yes. and you beat them. Yes. And then as soon as the match was over, Correct. you FaceTimed Savannah. Yeah. To tell, and, and I can remember the girls yelling, we won. Right. We won because you guys were the underdog going into that match. That's right. It's got to be things like that that not only, A, motivate you right. to coach, right. but, B, look at the lessons that that team learned two yes. years ago that are so much more than how to play lacrosse. Right. I, that was uh... – that was a big adjustment for me because that was my first year as the head coach, and I was like, it was just a very big um, adjustment, learning how to maintain that and keeping the players excited, um, but also focusing on the negative, and we could always focus on the positive because she was extremely positive the whole time. Yes. She wanted us to do well. She wanted us to continue to keep playing lacrosse. She knew her goals were to come and continue to do the best she could, mm -hmm. and so what we did is we took her fight and we put it on that field over and over and over again, and that's why we had the shirts that we had was to know that we were fighting for her during the time that that happened. And those types of experiences continue to help grow a program, not just short-term, but long-term. Right. So let me take you to now. Right. Kind of give me a glimpse. You mentioned off-air you had 44 student-athletes come yeah. out. Right. That's a great number when you're yes. talking about lacrosse, a right. sport that has exploded in popularity in this county in the last decade or so right what are you able to do now when you're selecting the varsity roster that maybe you couldn't you didn't have the luxury of three years ago um, we've been able to build players in the last three years so the ones that would um started um, on JV, they've been able to um, move up to varsity just because they've had the experience. They've been fueling into um, the Blackhawks program. You know, at this point, we are now having a lot of younger players come into lacrosse. Our, our varsity team has done a great job molding mm -hmm. our JV and our eighth grader from the start and so I think that's really the biggest thing um, keeping 20 on varsity this year is a pretty big deal for me um, that I was able to pick and choose my teams versus just having a roster and I think that's what I was most excited about because of the 44 if you're able to get 20 on varsity and you also have a robust JV program so they're going to be able to get Correct. the experience they need so you're building for 2020 and 2021 and beyond that's and, correct. and and that's something to where you know some programs even right now here even though 
motocross is very big in popularity and growing right. quickly. Right. There still are some schools in the infant stages, especially south of the river, that are still trying to get those numbers. Absolutely. It was um, when we had every come to conditioning the entire preseason um, and that was really huge to me to be able to start building the program when we were allowed to condition off um, off season everybody was committed and it seems to be going forward um, both JV and varsity for us this year what's the best thing that Patrick Henry did on the field last year that you can build on for this year and what's the number one thing you thought about in the offseason going okay if we're gonna get better as a team we've got to improve X ah what a question. Um, I think the most important thing we can say is we have came together as a team. Um, the communication is incredible. Uh, we won some pretty um, incredible games last year, um, a lot of close games, but we were able to um, keep our mind consistent and stay positive, and that is really what's moved from last year to this year. Um, offensively, we are um, – very strong. We have uh, Piper Mullins, D1 committed, and then Ryan Peebles going to Shenandoah, mm -hmm. D3 committed. Um, there's no, there, there are no secrets that Patrick Henry has, and that's probably one of my it's most exciting things is we do have people continuing to go into the college league. Yeah, absolutely. Where's Piper going? Has she made her decision? Robert Morrison, um, D1. Absolutely. And I, I don't know the state. I'm trying to. I think it's New Jersey, isn't it? Memory, memory serves me correct. Well, I know how to Google. That's for well, sure. I <laughs> You've up. got your phone. <laughs> yeah, I because mean, I knew that that was going to ask. Um, I think it's Pennsylvania. Let's. I'm. It could be Pennsylvania. Robert Let's see. Morrison Robert Morris University, Allegheny County, Pennsylvania, yep, which so puts Pennsylvania. it what right outside of Pittsburgh. Right. So there you go. Right. That's a beautiful area up there. Correct. She will love that. Yes, it's cold. Uh, yes. <laughs> I can, uh, after going near it go with Randolph making football back in the fall, I can definitely attest to that. Yeah. Now, you talked about communication a minute ago, and I, right. I know I've seen enough lacrosse now in this decade to know that, that, that it better start with your goalkeeper. Right. If you're going to have successful communication in lacrosse, it better start in between the pipes. I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. T tell, me, tell me about who you got there so we have our JV goalie Riley um, she has done an incredible season uh, job off season um, preparing for our season and I think that we are gonna have a good strong start um, we have a solid um, goalie that has been in training excellent what year is she now Riley is I think a 10th grader what, what year what year is Riley she's my grade 11. oh she's an 11th grader she She's yeah. a junior. Thank you. Thank you very much for that answer. We just had three lacrosse players just yep. pass us here a second ago. Utilize your sources. Right. You, hey. If they're right beside you, stop and ask them a question. I have uh, quite a few new girls on our varsity program this year. So uh, just we just started last Monday, missed two days because of rain. Oh, yeah. And then Patrick Henry's girls uh, basketball team was in the gym. So we, yes. we're, we're now at adjusting all on to lacrosse. And, and now you're finally able to headlong get ready. Yeah, that's exactly right. Ex yep. Exactly. Anna Marie Mason's our guest, Patrick Henry, head girls lacrosse coach. Opening night, you go on the road up to Fluvanna yes. on the 15th of March, and then things get cooking quickly. Your schedule is crazy there in that little stretch, about a 12-day stretch from opening night till you get set for spring break. 
You've got five. Three of them are at home. Correct. But then you got your first rivalry night matchup, and it's back to Hanover. That's on the 27th, just before the break. That's going to be a, a critical stretch in the sense that you're really going to know a lot about your team by the time you finish that match at Hanover. Correct. That is exactly right. I told uh, our AD Crowder, I was like, thank you for uh, this incredible schedule that we have for the next couple of days. Um, because that was one of the that was a tough schedule to see, but I think it's going to be great because we'll have time. Um, Fluvanna is a building program, mm -hmm. so it's good for me to have that it's with our scrimmage against Midlothian. We're going to be able to evaluate what players we have and where we're going to be at bet before we get to Hanover. So oh, we'll yeah. get a lot of good playing time and get our uh, girls in position. And there's a lot of things to come from there. Yeah, and even though it doesn't count in the standings, let's not overlook that Thursday scrimmage scheduled to be at home Thursday night against right. Midlothian. Midlothian right. historically has a very solid program. Right. They are your rival in Region 4, right. or in Class 4, in I class. should say. Right. So, it, again, talk about a barometer even before the beginning of the season. And then in that stretch, you go to Fluvanna. Right. But then you host Massaponics, Powhatan, and Fluvanna all in the following week, Monday, right. Wednesday, Friday, before Hanover. So that's, a, that's an advantage in the since that you've got that full second week of the season yeah. and you got three matches, but they're all at home. That's right. And so we have had, we have um, multiple home games this season. So we are very excited about that. Um, but I think we'll have a good, uh, it's a good practice start is what I'll say. Fluvanna will be um, a simple, I don't want to say a simple win, but they're a building program and mm -hmm. we know that. Um, and so this will just give us time. Uh, Massaponics is one of our biggest games. It's one of my <laughs> favorite games to play. There is no secret there. Um, we beat them twice last year uh, and that was a huge win from the year before because they beat us really bad. So this year that will be a game that <laughs> everybody will be at. And then um, Paladin, you know, they have an incredible program that they're building. They, they do. did a great job last year. Um, and so we are I, of course, my goal is to to win, but um, I'm going to compete with everybody in Hanover in all of our games because I believe this season has a lot of good things in store. Well, you know, and that's the thing about being part of a sport that's experiencing growth as a whole. Absolutely. You're going to run into very few teams on a downward slide. Most of them are going to be building, yes. growing, or they will have succeeded, and then they're looking to go to the next level. Yes. There, it's it's going to be harder and harder to find quote unquote cupcakes on a schedule. Right. This year uh, for girls across across the border, um, there we all have pretty strong, um, pretty strong teams. Mm -hmm. On when we talk Hanover County, there's not a oh. lot of um, D1 commits or D3s or D2s this year. There's only a little bit of, of of us going to college, so it's a good. After last year, they graduated. I mean, every team, if anybody in Hanover is listening to this, we all graduated multiple uh, incredible Tons. seniors. Yeah. So this season, when we see everybody come together, it's going to be an interesting season because we all have a pretty good fresh start. All right, Coach. I got to pick your pick your brain on one thing before I let you go. Yeah. And then and then a quick personal question before okay. you go too. We all saw the incredible success Kate Miller had as a freshman at Atlee, and yes. they go all the way to the Class Five state championship. Heartbreaking loss. Right. You're a coach. You're getting ready to face Atlee. Yeah. How do you handle someone as dynamic as Kate Miller? Is it a situation to where you try to scheme something to slow her down, or is it a situation where you look and go, okay, she's going to do what she's going right. to do. That's we need to stop everybody else. Correct. And so with Atlee, we just play them. 
you know, Atlee has an incredible program. They are building their programs. They have multiple kids trying out. Um, and I will just say with Atlee, I'm just going to compete with Atlee all the way around. We can do the best we can um, one day. That may happen, but we know Atlee's program is good, and we are going to do our very best. I don't believe in just triggering one player because mm -hmm. that's then everybody else is wide open. You know what I mean? So right. it is. we are going to go out there and play our lacrosse game and do our very best with every team, but Atlee included. Well, and, and that's a great thing for kids to learn is, to, you know, when you go onto the field and there may be someone that a lot of people have talked about, yeah. okay, that's fine. We still have to play our game. Right. It's all about what we have practiced, Absolutely. we have prepared for, and what we can do best. And I am a coach of that, and I am a firm believer that no matter if you come into the game with a positive mindset, you're going to end with a positive mindset. And so we know Atlee has an incredible program, and so then we just need to build around what Atlee is working with, and we can, we can show our skills with Atlee if mm -hmm. we choose to keep our heads up there you go so when did Anna meet lacrosse oh wow um the little background on this is I played roller hockey at Ashland Skateland. Right up the street. Right up the street uh, for multiple years. Um, and then Coach Sartori started a field hockey program. Um, oh, my goodness. My When I was in sixth grade at Liberty Middle and I asked him, I said, can I – Will you not do skirts? Can you wear shorts? Because I just, <laughs> skirts, I didn't know that that was the thing to play sports. And so from there, I've been playing lacrosse since I was in sixth grade at Liberty Middle School. Wow. Yeah. What What's the one part about it? Just take the coaching yeah. out and just the love of the game. Uh, what What's the one thing you, you are most passionate about the sport? Um take the coach out of it okay um you know it's just the time where you, it's a team sport nobody can win that game by themselves and i think that that's what taught me to who I, has taught me who i am today because you know there's some really good players and you know there's a lot of building players and mm -hmm. what this has taught me is how to lead from every aspect of lacrosse and so you know, it gets intense really quickly. Um, all the new rules this year, I don't know if you know. Um, and so it's just lacrosse has changed a lot over the years. And uh, I remember I was a crease roller, and I loved scoring goals. I was behind <laughs> the goals. Um, so that was – I think that is my – it's just, you know, it's a group sport, a team sport, and we can all just have a really good time. And there's a lot of us out there on the field at a time. So if you don't have the communication, it, it really teaches you how to lead. Yeah, lead, communicate. Right follow trust you trust you know whole lot of things that you're going to need in life after lacrosse and that is exactly what i am proud of doing when i was younger because now that's where i'm i get to leave my kids and then i get to leave this program yeah that's a lot of fun and i think this is going to be a special season we're looking forward to it yeah thank you so much it will start on the 15th of march at fluvanna patrick henry begins their 2019 girls lacrosse season coach anna marie mason thanks for being with us here tonight in the red zone Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to have you. Coming up in just a minute, we'll tell you about the news that broke earlier today. A brand new head football coach at Hermitage, a very familiar and successful coach. Plus, we'll look ahead to the weekend at Crenshaw as Randolph making get set for the NCAA tournament. That's all after our final time out here live at Sports Page Grill. Back in a moment, you are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stottenmeyer and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Back live at Sports Page Grill. I want to thank our friends here at Sports Page for allowing us to be here each Monday night and uh, do the broadcast. Always a lot of fun with Squirrel and the gang. you got to come out and enjoy Sports Page Grill in Ashland. A big thanks to We Think and Inc. Chuck and the gang right down the street. Anything you need from a business or personal standpoint from printing, they'll take care of it for you, no problem. And, of course, to Massey Wood and West at MasseyWoodandWest.com. Fueling Virginia since 1923. We're actually going to turn the page here soon, and you can start thinking about making sure your HVAC unit is good for the upcoming summer. Yes, we actually can venture and say that here at the end of February. So again, MasseyWoodandWest.com. Make sure when you uh, patronize those businesses, you thank them for supporting live local sports talk here each Monday night, live at Sports Page Grill. On the Mater, we have about three and a half minutes or so left here in the broadcast, so let's quickly get you ready for the week that is to come. A lot of the spring sports at the high school level are going to be doing uh, scrimmages this week. We just mentioned the uh, girls uh, lacrosse team at Patrick Henry, their scrimmaging Midlothian on Thursday. The boys are scheduled to scrimmage Clover Hill tomorrow. Now, whether they've had enough practices or not, that they're going to be able to pull that off or not, we don't know. Uh, but there are quite a few scrimmages scheduled, baseball, soccer, softball, lacrosse over the next couple of weeks. And again, regular seasons for those crews begin on the 11th of March. We can tell you our first RVA Sports Network high school baseball, softball, spring sports game of the week broadcast involves Midlothian and Patrick. Henry, but it will be in softball. We'll be live at Midlothian High School two weeks from tomorrow. First pitch at 4.30. Patrick Henry, Midlothian softball. It'll be live on the RBA Sports Network, online, on our YouTube channel. Looking forward to that. Randolph making baseball. You know that they've had six games over two weekends, rained out, and they're not going to be able to get those made good. So suddenly, it's become very, very important to pick up as many wins in the regular season now as possible as this team has hopes not only of an ODAC championship, but as well picking up in one way, shape, or form an NCAA tournament bid to try to get back to the College World Series. They are scheduled, and as of 45 minutes ago, this game is still on tomorrow at 2.30. It is Randolph-Macon finally opening their baseball season at Christopher Newport. That'll be a huge first test for Ray Hedrick and the Yellow Jackets. First pitch tomorrow at 2.30 in Newport News. On Thursday, we plan to make the trip up to Fredericksburg. It will be opening day for Randolph-Macon softball, coming off their best season in school history with 40 victories. They have a doubleheader at Mary Washington. All of their games this past weekend that were scheduled to be played in Raleigh, they got rained out. So this is the season opener against the Eagles. Doubleheader action, 2 p.m. 
p.m., 4.30 p.m. up in Fredericksburg. Good luck to uh, Coach Profit and softball. We hope to be up there on Thursday. Then Friday afternoon, uh, the baseball team's going to finally get a home opener in, a 2.30 affair against Messiah. And then, of course, it's the big one. The men's uh, NCAA Division Three championship comes to Ashland. The Ashland Regional is as follows. York and DeSales, they will play at 5.30. And then at 7.30, it's Morrisville State and Randolph-Macon. The winners will play in the second round of the championship Saturday night at 7. Ticket information will be available soon from Randolph-Macon at rmcathletics.com. And, of course, we'll get it to you on Twitter at Hanover Sports, at Facebook.com slash Hanover Sports, and on our weekly sports updates, of course, every day, Monday through Friday at 4.30, here on The Mater. Now, breaking sports news before we say goodnight in our final minute. Hermitage High School announces today the hiring of longtime legendary L.C. Bird head football coach David Bedwell, who's been off the sidelines as director of student activities the last two years. He is the new head football coach at Hermitage. They had the announcement this afternoon at a conference with the players. So congratulations to Coach Bedwell. The L.C. Bird connection continues to grow on Staples Mill. Of course, you know, we had Coach Sal Camp of Glen Allen here in the red zone back before the holidays after their best season season in school history. Coach Camp, a disciple of Coach Bedwell, and now they're going to be going head-to-head, Hermitage and Glen Allen. So Coach Bedwell comes to Hermitage. That is a huge get for Chris Rollison and the Panthers as they look to turn that program around. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Tim Weiner, men's uh, tennis coach, no, men's golf coach at Randolph-Macon College coming up on the broadcast next week and in her 20th season, Lee Davis head softball coach Jackie Davis will be live here in the Red Zone next Friday. Can't wait. For all of our guests tonight, Rob Witham saying thanks so much for being with us here at Sports Page Grill. Have a good night, everybody. All right. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited. listening to WHAN AM 1430 kilohertz and W275 BQ FM.